Hello, my lovelies. This is May Kay Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. Hey there, this is Meike here. And before we jump into today's interview, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my Sustainable Visibility Incubator. This is my six-month mentorship program for rising introverted leaders who want to become sustainably visible in order to expand their reach, grow their business, and make a deeper impact. So if you're somebody who struggles with showing up consistently and you want to actually do the inner work before you're ready to be truly seen, this program is for you. So if you are interested in learning more, head to the link in the show notes where you're going to find the page with all the information and be sure to book your application call very soon because we either close the doors on the 30th of November or when the program is full. And at the time of this recording, there are only three spaces left. So again, if you are interested at all, head on over to the link in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Alrighty, back to the show. Hello, my lovely Quiet Rebels. I am so stoked with our special guest for today because she's going to be talking with us about integrating the CEO mindset. So yes, there is a difference between being a service provider or being, or kind of identifying as a freelancer versus actually being a CEO. It's a completely different set of behavioral traits and characteristics. And I don't know all the things, so I'm going to hand it over to my special guest, Maria Tan today. So Maria, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. It is a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Maykay. I am so, so, so excited to be here and to be sharing with our quiet rebels, our fellow rebels, our fellow misfits, how the CEO mindset can be really leveraged in their lives and in their businesses. Thank you. And yeah, we definitely bonded over, um, as soon as uh, you saw quite rebel. She's like, oh, I serve misfits. So there's definitely that instant connection there. So it's really, exactly. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I love that you're talking about the CEO mindset because, well, first of all, it's your signature topic. And two, there really is a difference. Like, I remember when I was starting out as a copywriter, that was like the only title that I, that I just could take on really. And then when I hired my mentors in a new mastermind, they just like talked about like the different hats you need to wear as a copywriting business owner and it's a completely different thing it's like you don't just sit in your creative cave writing away but there's actually so many different other things that you need to do in order to be a well-rounded person so um, before we actually get into all the goods today about CEO mindset and how we can actually start implementing it could you kind of like share with us how was it like for you when you first stood in the shoes of being CEO of your own business so I want to start with defining mindset first. 
first. And the reason is today, when you go to Google, it's so easy to find 50 million results on what mindset is. But for me, I look at mindset as simply your operating system. Think of your iPhone, right? Like if you have an old operating system, you may have access to apps that are new, meaning you can hear about it, you see it, but when you click download, it doesn't download, right? So it means that even if you know of new ideas and what you were saying, as when you were a copywriter, when you started copywriting, you could not process new idea. Like there is an idea that maybe I'm not just a copywriter, but to go or integrate that takes really a big up-leveling or an upgrade of your mindset or operating system. So when we talk about the CEO mindset, when I when I think everybody that stepped into that CEO mindset, you now start looking at your business, your life, as you are the one not just providing services, but sharing wealth, work, and wins. For me, the CEO mindset is all about sharing wealth, work, and wins. And I think people make that mistake of going into business, focus on quick cash, instead of looking at sustainability. Because the CEO mindset, if you look at the biggest Fortune 500 companies, the most successful, the richest people, they are really focused not just on creating profit, but giving biggest earnings per share, EPS. They want to, to really share the wealth to their investors. They focus on providing very good compensation packages to their talents. So it's all about being generous and multiplying and expanding the pie. So when I started looking at my business and what I do as something that is so precious, it's a delicious pie that everybody can share pretty much, Mm -hmm. then you do not feel the need to be first ashamed of what you do. I think when people start, especially for rebels and misfits, right? For quiet rebels, you've been conditioned by society to feel like you have to stick in a box. Or mm-hmm. you have to, to stay on your lane doing something. And when you start, you want to be just accepted for who you are. Right? So if you really look at that CEO mindset, since you will be sharing a beautiful pie, you, sh- you have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to prove to other people because your pie is your pie. You will be more focused on this is the pie that I am making. It's blueberry pie. If someone is making pizza pie, it's fine. I'm making blueberry pie. And I want to keep making this blueberry pie so I can share it with everybody. And in business, it means that if you are a copywriter today, you have to look at what you're doing as not simply providing service, but delivering impact. That your words will touch more people. And that if the person you are working for or you're working with do not get it, then it's okay to say no because you do not want people who don't appreciate your pie to be coming to your house, right? If they do not like blueberry pie, they are very free to go and buy apple pie. But now (laughs) that you are the service provider, 
you're not just providing service, you're providing results, you're providing impact, you're providing meaning, you're providing magic, you're sharing your wealth, and your wealth includes your magic, includes the wealth of knowledge that you have, includes the wealth of trust that you have in who you are and what you do for someone. Well, I'm definitely thinking of baking a pie after this. <laughs> I can't help but think like, oh, what can I put in my pie? But I, I love I love that shift that instead of focusing so much on like staying in your own lane or just kind of like you literally like just focusing on your piece of the pie, just that, just like think of the fact that you own the whole pie. Yes. And when you think of it that way, that you have more to share because exactly. you're in the whole thing. And it's the same with your with your company it's not for people to nitpick at but it's for you to provide and to give and so I really like that pie analogy so <laughs> thank you very much for sharing that and um for you like what changed when you embodied the CEO mindset for your business first I don't really care what other people are doing that's big that's so, very big so it's pretty much you're just focused on what you're doing and who you are and you're anchored into your difference. I think what really distracts people is that you're so focused on copying everybody, right? Mm. So people ask me, how do you stay focused? And the only answer I have is this. When you have the CEO mindset, you will not have any problem with focus because you know what you sell. You know you're selling blueberry pie, not pizza pie, not apple pie. So you will not be distracted. That's the first. The second, when you have the CEO mindset, you will not be afraid that someone will steal from you or cheat you. Mm-hmm. I think when we start doing, you know, uh, having business, you hear a lot of the people or all the bad stories, right? You fo- we sometimes we overly focus on the bad stories about someone stealing their content, someone stealing the, the name of the, the, the program or whatever. And I always think you can steal my song, not my voice. You can steal my book, not my voice. You can steal my steal my art, not my craft. Mm. So yes, of course, we we as business owners, we need to do our best to protect our business, our brand. But to be honest, if someone goes and uses the CEO mindset, fine, I'm okay with that. Because at the end of the day, they can talk about it, but they will never talk about it the way I do. That's mm. the second. The third, you will not be afraid, or you will not always be wondering if you are overcharging or undercharging. Right? There's always that part that talk about, you know, you need to charge your worth, you, you, you're too expensive or too. When you have the CEO mindset, you know exactly the energy exchange you know the balance energy exchange because you know what pie you're making right you know when it's time for you to up level you know so there's no worry about oh but i am overcharged or i am undercharged number four when you embody the ceo mindset you will not feel bad if someone says no to you because you know that that's not the right person. 
you will not feel as though your only opportunity is the one that comes to you. People have a difficulty making decisions because they always think all opportunities are good. They're not. No. So if today I go to Beyonce and say, hey, Beyonce, um, <laughs> you know, my flower business is so good. I assure you, you can make billions of dollars. I will assure you, Beyonce will say no. It has nothing to do with her grad, right? And sometimes we take on things because we think that's the only way to be successful. So you will be very comfortable saying no to the things that do not make sense to you. You will be comfortable when people say no to you because you know that if it's not received by the other person, then that's not the right person. And number five, when you embody the CEO mindset, there is no imposter syndrome. Because when you know that you are the CEO, when you know or when you embody that CEO persona, you do you. So why would you feel like an imposter if you're just being you, doing you, saying you all the time? Mm. Well, that's powerful. I mean, what I'm hearing a lot is um, with the CEO mindset, there's a lot more confidence in oneself and a, a true abundance mindset because that's what I'm, if I take the, the pie analogy, like you own the whole pie and you give the slices as opposed to just having a slice and you have to kind of like be wary of like who can like take what you like already have, which isn't a lot. So what I'm hearing is that there is a lot of, um, it's just like, I can almost like feel the swagger. <laughs> Uh, with being like having that CEO mindset it's kind of like oh I know who I am I know what I've got I know what I can do and it's just um it's reflected so well in what you just said about opportunities that not all opportunities are made equal nor will they be beneficial and it's like you get that choice that's what I'm really getting here is that you have that choice because you have that abundance mindset that the right thing will come along and it's okay to say no to the things that aren't a good fit for you Exactly. Yeah. So now we know what the CEO mindset can do, but why do you think so many people haven't stepped into it yet? Because to embody the CEO mindset, you have to rise above limitations. Mm. And, and I want to go back to what you said, choice. You know how people say something like, oh, but blah, blah, blah. I had no choice. Mm. Just that language alone shows me where the person is, how much the person is making, who, where this person is in her life, you know, how much, basically it's very easy for me to assess how successful a person is or how truthful the person is in her life. And the reason is, if you have the CEO mindset, you know that if there is only one option in front of you, then that is the choice you are making. It's not no choice. You have one choice and that's one choice you'll take. So just that alone makes a very big difference. So just from the language of people, mm. you can hear how limited we yeah. are. For, for us, we are rebels, right? We are misfits. We do not necessarily fit in to what society wants us to be or how society wants us to be. So for us, that word limitation 
has less of an of a hold on us than everybody else because i call this the everybody else mindset is so focused on reducing risk in mm. controlling resources the ceo mindset is is focused on opportunities and you can see that in every in every decision or reaction or every day of your life it's as simple as if you are presented with coffee maybe the coffee is 10 dollars for example it's an expensive coffee 10 dollars the moment you drink it you don't like it what would you do for me i will return it I'm okay to pay for what I ordered, but I will not consider it as no choice. I'm choosing not to drink that, and I'm choosing to honor the service that I bought or the product that I bought and pay for it. I wouldn't see it as a waste of money. I wouldn't see it as someone cheating me. I would only see it as this was presented to me as a choice. I tried it. I didn't like it. I'm not going to drink it anymore. Everybody else would be. focus on okay so this was given to me the $10 coffee and because it's expensive i should like it so at first they're already limited by what society told them or what the price tag told them second they will think oh but i have to finish this because now i ordered it and i bought it so mm-hmm. that is another limitation right like, i have to finish it how many people eat food that they do not like just because they think it's bad to waste. Mm. For me, why would I eat junk? For me, I don't care even if that's caviar, that's the most expensive champagne in the world. It doesn't sit well in my tongue. I'm not going to drink it. I do not look at the value of that thing because for me, if I do not like it, it's the same as trash for me. Why am I going to eat trash, right? So, that's the second people are so focused on the limitation of but it's i've already paid for it so i have to eat it or oh oh but it's going to be frivolous to throw it away right oh there's a lot of that shaming of making your own choice so when when you ask me or when you really think about it why can't people easily step into that ceo mindset it's because of the number of limitations that really prevent them from being liberated and from being authentic to their desires to their taste to their style to who they are to what they want to their values mm and as you were speaking about all of this about you know choices i i thought of two things number one i, I remember i've said this quite a few times on stage and it's like it's not that you don't have a choice but it's whether you're or not you're choosing to take responsibility for the yes. outcome of that choice and yes. it is a big deal taking responsibility for all of your actions and all of your decisions that you make but then i think about um the can't versus won't it's kind of like can't is a very limiting scarcity centric sort of phrase like oh i can't do this it's like it implies that you don't have a choice but as soon as you say i won't do this you're making a conscious decision to step in and say like no i i've made my choice and i don't want to do this i'm choosing not to yes exactly i'm choosing not to yeah. so so there are things that are definitely coming up right now so it's like there's definitely a level of responsibility to that comes with the ceo mindset um and like it's 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 like 
everybody else might say, as you said, is um, it's like a sheep mentality. Like everybody follows each other, but then no one stands up. No one stands because out. No because no one wants to take yes. responsibility, as you said, right? Exactly. It's easy to say, oh, it's the government's fault. It's my mm. parents' fault. It's someone, it's the client's fault. Mm. It's everybody else's fault, right? It's mm. easier. That's the most comfortable reason for it's a comfortable space for people. Yeah. So for people to truly integrate the CEO mindset, it's really about letting go, a lot of letting go, a lot of slowing down, a lot of introspection, a lot of humility. Yes, absolutely. And in regards to kind of letting go, because it's not kind of like, a sudden shift it's not like a switch that it can happen oh. in a day so how would you like what would you share to like kind of like help people get started like people that oh yeah I know I want to be this but because I'm this right now I don't know where to start so like what can they expect along their journey of letting go of um, the many like previous behaviors that kept them safe but probably kind of like kept them Boxed. unfulfilled yeah and boxed yeah so kind of like what do you advise like to handle that so in terms of how to integrate the CEO mindset I do have a gift so that will walk them step by step but what to expect from their journey is as simple as you seeing yourself five years later and really doing what only matters because how many of the things that we do, the, the words that we speak, the friends that we keep, the things that we buy, where we spend our time on, really matters. Five years later, or even one year later, what are the things that really matter? Is it that friend that never bothered to respond to you? Is it that client that never failed to make you feel bad and try to shortchange you? Or is it that feeling of fulfillment and feeling of love from people that really respect you and recognize you and treat you as a friend and love you for who you are? Isn't that client, even if it's just one, who truly value your service and would once in a while send you a message to say, hey, Thank you so much for what you did. I really appreciate it. Because again, we go back to opportunity. People think, and people think that they have no choice. So the first opportunity that comes, they will take it. Even if that opportunity doesn't sit there for you. Even if that client, the way that the client is talking to you, already feels off. Because you think, that there is no choice, that this is the only client that would come. And if you could just let go of this, and you don't need to answer immediately, you just say, I'll think about it. And then if you just give yourself one more week, maybe the client will come, the right client will come. More often than not, that client will come. But if you tell the universe that you will take anything the universe gives you. Of course, they will give you crap, right? Because pretty much you're saying, here, come. I'll be your trash can. If you want 
it, it's the same as the coffee example that I gave you. It's the same as the food example that I gave you. It, the more distinctive you are, we don't need to be rude as rebels. I know that rebels, misfits, it has a very negative connotation because, you know, we're labeled as disruptors, as people who are angry or violent. But for me, being a rebel, being a misfit, we are not broken. The system is broken. The systematic prejudice is broken. And we need to break out of that box. But there is nothing broken in us for quiet level, for misfit, for people who are just non-conformist. We are not broken, never was, never is. It just so happens that our life is so big for a box to contain. Mm. So for us, we need to be really, really focused on how we can serve and show up for ourselves first before we can think of other people. Because if we do not honor our difference, we will always be cheapened by other people. We will always be made to feel ashamed by other people. So if you ask me, think of just one year later. What would matter more? You know, as you were speaking, um, kind of like the side-by-side comparison of like it's someone who is a service provider versus someone who's embodied the CEO mindset. It just brought me back to like my copywriting days where when I was simply a service provider, I would like be at the beck and call of my clients yeah. who didn't respect my my opinion um, on certain things. And then I remember like I learned like how to carry a client call when you're presenting the copy because a very squeamish way that you can present copy is like you can just send them the link and like just cross your fingers hope for the best like that's what a a service provider could do but something that you can do instead is that it takes a lot more courage but it is positions you in a completely different way um actually jumping on a call with your client and actually showcasing the copy live on the call and actually illustrating the breakdown of why this copy is there then they start to see your process and they just like they just take your word for it and like and as they should as well because you know what you're doing but I just noticed such a big difference like when I start to take myself seriously and I wasn't because I think a service provider because you're service oriented it kind of like just brings you uh, when you think of sales like a you know, a very stereotypical thing that you'd think of is like the used car salesman or, or, or like someone who'd like knock on your door and just kind or of like push things on you. Exactly. Yeah. And when it comes to service providers, I don't know about you, but I think of like a servant, like a maid or a butler, like someone who's like just at your beck and call doing everything. And I think, um, you know, it's like a double edged sword, the word service, because it can come with their ideology. But on the other side, it comes from a good place as well. And I know that's where our Quiet Rebels audience comes from. But there is that danger to it, because if you're perceived as the other, you know, as the butler made sort of um, uh, character, then it can be very easy to kind of like order you around. So I'm just kind of that's coming up for me right now. And as soon as I kind of like, stepped into that space of like, I am the business owner. I am the CEO of my business. This is how it's done. It's the exact same method of copywriting, but it's just presented in a completely different way from a completely different energy. So a few things I want to mirror back here. When you said the first one, when, you know, as a copywriter, you would just send things and then when you made the change of showing the person live, I want to go back to my blueberry pie 
<laughs> um, because it's, think of it this way. If you love your pie, would you just send someone your pie? Of course not. You'd be so, for me, when I have people over to my house and I'm so, so, so proud of what dish I make, I really, really like to talk about it. I yeah. say, okay, you know, because it's, it, it, it's, it's me sharing again, my wealth, right? My wealth of knowledge, my, my talents, my wealth of passion, my wealth of love. So that is one thing. The second, when you said, well, when you think of ser- service, it's so easy to immediately think of servant. But I want everybody to hear, queens are there to serve their constituents. Mm. Kings are there to serve their constituents. At the end of the day, the one that does the most service are actually the leaders. It's not, it's not the servants. It's not those. We all work together because everybody has our talent or how we contribute to the world. But the ones that really are the best servants are really the leaders. Just imagine, okay? <laughs> Think of now. I don't know when this will, this product will come out. But with COVID, who gets the most criticism? Of course, the leaders, right? Mm. It's not the servants. It's not the farmer or the vegetable owners or the market that 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 you know where where it all started. It's the leaders mm. because they are the ones that are serving us at the end of the day. So if you think of your world, whatever you're doing, as something that you're just sharing. If you think of sales, not as forcing what you have on other people, but just as simply an invitation. I love selling. Because selling allows me to invite a person to engage with me and to get to keep themselves engaged in my energy, right? It's like it's it's me allowing someone to be more intimate with me. It's me inviting a person into my house. So there is nothing to feel bad about sales. Sales have this bad reputation because sales is done in a not CEO mindset way. But if you do it from a CEO mindset way, you're just sharing the, the opportunity, right? Just imagine when, if today, um, okay, like Zoom, Zoom's stock prices just went up. So everybody wants to invest. Zoom doesn't even need to push themselves into your door. Zoom just says, hey, we have, we're opening new stocks or we're, we're releasing new stocks. Please join our world, join the Zoom world as simple as that yeah just in a nutshell I can just think that CEO mindset is all about abundance and just choosing to thrive not just survive so I can just now I can see like such a big difference between the two and as I've recently stepped into the CEO mindset a lot more especially because I have a team now like a team of four people (laughs) so you bet you bet your buns eh? (laughs) It definitely made a difference. And like it just like forces you to stop playing small when you play a bigger game because you have to. And so like I do love what comes with it. And so as we can, I know that we kind of like jumped here and there and uh, and the blueberry pie analogy. (laughs) So like as we kind of like circle back into one fine point, what would you say, Maria, is like, um, I know that you also have a um, a step by step guide for us, so we'll we'll link to that um later on um when we just kind of like share where we can stay in touch with you. But just kind of like as we round this interview off, what would you say is just one thing people just 
have to know about why they should be embodying the CEO mindset now and not later? It will save you a lot of energy. And so expounding that, it means if today you already embody the CEO mindset, you will not work with clients that don't feel right, don't feel aligned. Imagine the amount of stress you're going to save yourself. The money might look nice, but I will tell you, when you're stressed, you're going to spend money. <laughs> so that money that you're going to make is not going to be worth because that will give you health problems. It, will, yeah. it might lead for you, for, for you to feel um, bad about yourself, ashamed of yourself, guilty. It might demean you. For what? Just even if it's a million dollars. Stress causes you to spend. Mm. If you want to really make it rich and make it big, you have to feel happy all the time. Because if you're not feeling good or feeling happy, believe me, you will spend the money. One way or another, it's not going to stay. Because money doesn't like negativity. Money loves positivity and happiness and joy. The more joyful you are today, the more money you'll make. It's as simple as that. Yes. Beautiful. Well, Maria, thank you so much for sharing. Like, it's clear that this is your signature topic. Like, lots of like, number one, number two, three, four, five <laughs> in multiple areas. That's, how I talk. That's really how I talk. I'm like, bullet, 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 bullet. <laughs> no, it's good. We need bullet points. We need step by step guides. And speaking of which, I know you have one specifically made, like, guys, I, I clicked on this link and it is just for Quiet Rebels, which is lovely. So, Maria, like, Tell us the special gift that you have for the audience today. So it, again, like that's, that's the thing, right? People talk about mindset. People talk about a lot of things, but if you have, you are not familiar with it, right? If you have an old mindset, how can you download new ideas? So what mm -hmm. I did was I pretty much broke it down for you to really help you see how you can integrate the CEO mindset, where you can start what the results are. And if you just do it one step at a time, it's good. If you do not want to follow the steps, you want to go to step five, that's fine too. Because change happens at the cellular level and all that change will all come together anyway. Mm. Brilliant. So tell us everywhere where we can find you and all of the links that you're sharing for your website, your social media and the special guide that you have for us. I will pop it into the show notes. So Quiet Rebels, if you go to the link here in the podcast show notes, then you'll be directed to my website. We can find all the links. So Maria, just tell us where we can find you. My anyway. second home <laughs> is Instagram. So I am available in most social media and the links would be um, already in the link anyway so please mm -hmm. do check that out take one step further and check that <laughs> out because sometimes that's where we miss out CEOs. like yeah. we, we sometimes get so focused or distracted that we forget one step makes a big difference but one one place that that i feel is my second home is instagram so okay. follow me there engage with me there be part of my energy there get more tips on CEO mindset and everything that I talk about as a misfit, as a rebel. 
and how we can shine with our difference and make a difference in this world. It's at Maria underscore K underscore 10 T-A-N. So uh, again, it's at M-A-R-I-A underscore K underscore T-A-N. Yeah. And my tagline there is business coach for misfits. In case yes. you don't mind. The, yes. <laughs> the You'll handle. be business coach for, yes. for misfits. <laughs> exactly. Love that. And your website is also maria-tan.com as well. So in case people want to, if they also identify as a misfit and they're looking for some business coaching, then my lovely, yeah. you can hand it on over there. Again, all of these links will be on my website. So if you go to the link in the show notes today, you'll be able to find all of these places where you can connect with Maria on a deeper level. So Maria, I've got one final question for you before like, I let you go lovingly today. And that is this. For my quiet rebels who are listening, if they're frequent listeners, then they know what's coming next. But just in case this is the first one that they're listening to, then when you hear the sound, it means it's time for a fact of the day. So Maria is in the hot seat. (laughs) So Maria, that's when I ask my special guests of the day to share a fun fact or a fun story or a weird fact even the you know the common theme here is weird or fun or both so what's one thing that only we can know about you that's not easily found on your website or social media i only speak three languages i know that's funny but i only speak three languages however because i'm so comfortable in my skin i'm very i'm a proud misfit i'm a proud rebel people always think that I speak more than that. And when I say people, it's like all the foreigners that I know, um, Latinas, Latinos, um, Europeans. So before I was coaching, I had clients from all over the world, right? So it was so normal for me to receive an email in complete German or for, for a client to call me and talk directly in French or a text message in all Spanish. And I have to remind people that, yes, I know that people connect to me easily because I'm very comfortable with who I am and I make people feel comfortable. But I only speak three languages. <laughs> and so what, are those languages? what are those yeah. languages? <laughs> oh, it's English, of course. My native uh, language, which is Tagalog, Filipino. It's actually the official dialect in the Philippines, uh, Tagalog, and Chinese, Mandarin. Awesome. All right. So apparently people thought that you could speak all, like many European yes. languages. <laughs> and I think because I, I look, like when I'm next to a Spanish, they think I'm Spanish. Like, I don't know. I have this very easy, fluid face, maybe, or energy. <laughs> so people always assume, like, it's normal. I, I don't know. That's it's even with my friend from uh, my, my good sister friend from Esotini, uh, which is like next to Mozambique for people who don't know where Esotini is. Some people would think I'm from Africa, even. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just because I have a very fluid and very grounded energy. So people always think I'm from, you know, I'm native to their home or I'm native to them or I just make them feel comfortable so it's people always assume I speak their language 
Well, maybe you do, but just not in the traditional sense. Yes. Maybe you speak their language as a misfit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that oh. I agree. That's quite relevant. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Maria, it's been awesome having you on the show today. So thank you so much for sharing all the things around CEO yes, Mindset. Sure. We, we haven't covered this on the podcast before, so definitely great to hear it from you for the first time. So thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thank sure. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebel Podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.